the one the one that I was doing, um, uh, I think you can like hear in the recording too. Like I'm trying to wrap it up. Yeah. Like this was so great. Thanks for coming. And then someone, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, why am I the only one that gets what I'm trying to do here? How do people not take those social those, cues? That's a again. That's a that's a very it's a very good question. And it's something. Well, you know what? So I was just watching. I don't know why I think this is related, but it is. It's it's like I was watching this Heaven's Gate documentary sure. earlier today, and the whole time I'm like, how the fuck does someone get even pulled into this? I know. I feel like it's a similar. There's a similar dynamic when yeah. someone doesn't understand when, like, you want them out of your exactly. house. Exactly. Yeah, well, I got to get like up early. Lost. They're like, oh, man, well, then we better have another drink. It's like, <laughs> fuck, dude. Yes. Did you not? How did you How'd you take that from oh. what I just said? I have someone in my realm professionally, and she does that all the time, and it'll, like, there's a concise end to this conversation. I'm headed out, and it's just like, oh, yeah, so then the signal came through, and you're like, come on. Like, yeah. I was done. I'm walking away. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I also, because I work remotely, too, I run in this a lot. People can't see my face a lot of times, so sure. they'll just hear me, and I'm like, yeah, cool. All right, well, uh, so I'll just I'll, I'll get this over to you ASAP. They're like, yeah. cool, cool. Did you see the email from Brenda? <laughs> That's exactly and I'm like, it. You know what? I I, I did mm -hmm. because I have email as well, yeah. and it was addressed to me. Yep. So I saw it, but thank you for confirming. So I will get this over to you, and then we will wrap things up. And if you would like to talk again, you can send me an email because yes. it works that way. And they're too. like, wait, 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 one second, one second. Can you see my screen? I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Well, before we trash anyone else, let me introduce yeah. you. Yeah, I love so, it. So, Jacob Holland from yeah. Gordon Green. Thanks for coming up. This is really funny because we were talking earlier, right before we started, that um, we get a lot of referrals through this now. Yeah. And uh, Lindsay Smith is the one that gave me. Queen of uh, my heart over there. Oh, um, she's been great. Yeah. She's, she's just as fire. Like, I'll, like, post something about this. And she's like, you know who you should talk to about this? This guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, she she introduced us to, to Peach Fuzz. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Iconic. That was one of my favorite episodes. I'm so, she was so, she I came mean, in full dress, yes. too. Yes. She was the best. Had so much fun. And then that's just kind of what's been happening. And, like, Lindsay. Rolling with it. Awesome. Yeah. And then Lindsay's like, oh, you know who you should talk to? Jacob. I'm like, yes. this is way, I don't know why people stress out about this. This is actually pretty easy. <laughs> and you, uh, so I have another friend, Lindsay McMahon, who yeah. oh I'm very gosh. good friends with. Uh, she actually went to high school with my wife. We're really good friends. That's amazing. Yeah, so you know all the Lindsays in my life. I know, and those are very important Lindsays those in my life. Those are super important Those are Lindsays. like my wine vintners and my financier. <laughs> like my financial advisors. I know. <laughs> those oh, are yeah. great ones. <laughs> <laughs> And I've drank and I've drank with the uh, accountant. She's amazing. Yeah. Too. Oh my God. Uh, she is the best. She's the, she is the best. She is the best. The, she's uh, one of those people that in emails we have to like, or on phone calls we have to edit ourselves because it'll be like forty five minutes of just like crying, laughing with each other, and it's like uh, we got to talk taxes at some point. Like, what do you need me to sign? She's she's all she's been like that since the day I met her. Like yeah. she's if she's got two awesome kids. Uh, she's very, very great. She's great at what she does. Very yeah. professional. But man, she's got this switch. Yeah. <laughs> and when that switch flips, it is just the greatest time. And you're she's ever one have. of those truly hysterical people too. Like she doesn't know how funny she every is. other thing out of her mouth is hysterical. She, yeah, does, she has no idea. She did this. <laughs> I don't care if she doesn't want me to tell this because <laughs> we were doing this thing on. Uh, so we were just. We, well, we're older now, so we don't really. Go out like I'm not outside at like from like after eight. Yeah, you're not casually raging. No, not at all. Yeah. I'm in someone's house or they're in sure. my house. That's yeah. kind of how I like to kick now. Yeah, so. I like it. But we were over at their house because that's kind of what we do. We just kind of trade off and on. And um, 
she was just like, I really want, I hope she doesn't mind I'm saying this. <laughs> she's like, I really want a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she's like, all right. But she also did all this. We found this out later. This had all happened, and then she told us. Mm-hmm. She had Uber Eats one chalupa and then messaged the driver <laughs> and said, will you stop and get me cigarettes? Yes. yes. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, God damn it. And we're all like, what? Like, this all happened behind. The, we weren't involved. Mm-hmm. She's like, all right. So and then she tells us what she did. And her husband's like, why are you? Why would you do that? <laughs> and uh, she's like, that's not the worst part. And I'm like, oh, thank God. That's not the worst part. Yeah. What else? So she, she, ref- she, <laughs> she showed us the message. And it said, hi, Diamond. Thanks so much. And I'm like, Diamond. Diamond. Uh, that wasn't the name of the driver. No. It was like, they were like a diamond status driver. She <laughs> thought that was the name. <laughs> so she's like, oh, sorry, Kevin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this guy, and they're messaging back and forth. This guy wanted nothing to do with it at all. But that was that was an hour of her just justifying, yeah. and they're like, okay, fine, maybe I should, all right, fine. And then she's like, you can actually even keep the chalupa. I just want the cigarettes. Yeah, she just wants a chalupa and some P-Funks for That's Diamond. all she, yeah, P-Funks. Yeah. She's like, P-Funks, you can keep the chalupa. Yeah, there you the go. Like, so you don't want this taco? She's like, I never wanted the taco. I never, it wasn't about I the taco. I wanted the cigarettes. It was the add-on Why are service? you not understanding this, Diamond? I mean, Kevin. <laughs> but that was the night, you know? And yes. I can watch. I can watch her just unpack those things all night. I can just sit there in silence, just watch uh, these. It's great. We've been doing that a lot, actually, and like secretly, you'll just hear a knock on the door, and there's this Dairy Queen outside, and my husband will turn to me, and I'm like, yeah, I just had to order something. Like, <laughs> just not consulting, just ordering secret uh, uh, like uh, Uber Eats and DoorDash. And oh, I did, yeah, I, oh, I did that the uh, my was like probably like a month ago, and I got in trouble for it too. Not because I ordered, because I didn't ask her. Oh, like, I'm yeah. sitting there, I'm a little high. And yeah. I was like, gyro, gotta have a gyro. Here it is. So I ordered a gyro, and then she, and then she's like, "What do you? Why do you look so happy?" I'm like, oh, "I ordered a gyro." She's yeah. like, it's on its way. "Did you think I didn't want a gyro?" <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "I didn't. Honestly, I haven't even gotten there yet. I wasn't ready for the judgment. I wasn't Thank ready. You. I was afraid you're going to judge me for the gyro, yeah. and then it turns out you're judging me for something else. And here we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But hey, you have a gyro on your hand. Oh yeah, it was great. <laughs> so um. I wanted to, uh, uh, again, thanks for coming in. Yeah. Um, this is, well, you're going to be one of the more unique ones because I don't think we've had someone kind of like with your background. Yeah. So I know that you're over at Gordon Green and yes. that's like an event space, but can you walk me through like kind of how you ended up there, yeah. what you guys do? Well, it's so funny because Lindsay Smith with Flight Cleveland is like a linchpin to my story. I always say she yeah. changed my life in the craziest way, but... Right now, I own Gordon Green Events. We're a special events venue on the west side of Cleveland. Long story short, my little baby seedling for that was like, I moved back from Chicago 10 years ago and was like, where the hell do all the west siders get married? Because all the venues were downtown or on the east side. The Tremont Churches. The Tremont Churches. churches, But (laughs) even those are, at the time, weren't hosted or anything. So like, you know, it was insane to me. The Cleveland west, uh, east side, west side divide is a very real thing. So west siders bringing people into town, spending all this money, are hosting all of their guests downtown or on the east side where they never go. So that was really the catalyst of all of this and wanted to find something that was neighborhood-centric, historic building, um, and I always say this building really found us because it ticks all those boxes. It's a beautiful something. building. Thanks. Yeah. It really it is. 1918. It was originally a furniture store and manufacturer. But we came through and basically like tore the whole building back down to its studs. But everything you see is either original or a modern version of how it would have been. You know, it's funny you say it because I didn't know that part. Yeah, it's cool. But then now that I'm remembering the pictures that I've seen of it, it actually has kind of like a – it has like a modernized warehouse vibe to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, 
and I've been to a couple places like like that where you know you got the pillars that are kind of like sprinkled throughout like this big open concept space. Yeah, exactly. Which is really that's. I mean, really, events, that's really kind of what you have to have. Totally. You have to have that big, wide-open space because it actually frees you up for different types of events. Maybe they want to have a DJ or a band. Maybe they don't at all, but you have enough room to actually accommodate a lot of different types of requests. Well, and I think it's like giving people the inspiration that their event can be something different, right? Sure, yeah. You know, parents come in with their own expectations. The kids come in with their own visions. And this is all about, like, how do you shake that loose, show them possibilities with this, like, amazing architecturally sound space, and then, like, add some fun to it. You know, I always tell people, I'm like, the 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 canvas is here. You just got to make it feel like you. You know, pe- you want people to walk away and are like, that wedding was so, I don't know, fucking Becky and Joe or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, people people <laughs> dig that though. Like, especially like if you just look at it from like a, a client, uh, uh, from like a, a client partner point of view. Yeah. In any industry, they, they don't want a template. They want... They Correct. want it, they want it customized. Yeah, and I think especially like an event, whether it be a wedding, a birthday, but whatever it is, you know, they they want like you said, they want that because I've been there, I've been to those weddings before. I'm like, yeah, that was an Amy wedding yeah, for sure. Exactly. That, that's where I would have pictured her getting married. And then there's other ones where you're like, well, that was just kind of like an odd wedding. Like, it was oh, like other a weird ones, I'm like, that was the like, was just like... yeah. I've been to that wedding eleven times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, nothing about it. So we try to like walk that fine line. You know, obviously there's some people that'll go on the on the trip with you, and then there's other people that. Are just pretty straight and forward, which is totally cool too. Hey, Makes hey, our life you want what seamless. you want. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you want what you want. But yeah, we basically, I you know, grew up in West Park, right around the corner. Um, went to school in Chicago, and basically was like, peace out. You know, my mom always says, her and my dad dropped me off, and they were in the car bawling, crying, and I was like, bye, and just turned and walked towards for my college. Dorm. Yeah, just oh. in downtown Chicago. Okay, and then um, I had a whole career there was deep into events never planned to move back to cleveland but lost my job probably the last year and i was living that full-blown chicago hipster life so i was thrift store shopping had like a little 90s clothes collective was riding my bike all around town had three dollars to my name um and lived that way for a year and it just got to be tiring i think overall you know by the end of my tenure of like starting a career there and really building a name for myself and then really kind of changing my whole personality after a job loss um and that's when i met Lindsay. Lindsay was recruiting for a position here in cleveland she worked in corporate america was looking for a catering director for a large project of hers and my name through chicago contacts got dropped in her lap so i always say cleveland called me back in the weirdest of ways because it went all through my Chicago channels to get me to move back to Cleveland. It's um, funny how that happens, sign. though. It yeah. just does. You yeah. know, it, it's, it's weird the things that you'll just kind of come across and then yeah. all of a sudden you're you're knee-deep in. Yep. You, you didn't even expect it. And then you start doing it and you're like, this was exactly where I should have been. Yeah. And yeah. I tell people all the time, you know, I've now been in Cleveland 10 years, which is crazy to say, but we have so much opportunity here because of the way that our means are accessible to us. You don't need $10 million to get anything done. Like you would in Chicago. You you know, know? the way I, like when I talk to people like that are out of state or like, Mm -hmm. or like people I work with who I've never actually met and they're, they're, they're like, you know, so you're in Cleveland, you're like you in downtown. I'm like, no, I'm right outside. Yeah. But people think when you think about being outside the city, you think about like trying to drive and take the tram from Toronto in or from New York. You're you're like, Oh, Jersey. Yeah. No, fuck that. (laughs) No, I I couldn't do that. I'm like, no, it's, (laughs) it's hard to explain, but. I live outside the city, yeah. but I can see the damn city yes. from here. Like it takes me 
10 minutes to drive just through into the shoreway and I'm right at Brown Stadium. Yeah. Like it's not it's not like other large cities. It's very it's actually quite accessible. Yeah. Especially and you whether that's Tremont, Ohio City, Gordon Square, like I mean, yeah. It's crazy. I think the same road somehow connects all of them and you can get in there nice. So I say I like living in Lakewood or in any of those places exactly. I mentioned, but still having that that kind of downtown accessibility without like being a, like I like New York, I do. I like visiting New York, but yeah, I don't blow course. my head off if I live there. No, I'm like 100%. no, hundred percent couldn't do that. I'm like like when we visit there, we're like, where do you want to go? Because wherever we're going, we're staying there. Yeah, going from like you know Brooklyn to Soho is a fucking nightmare. I'm <laughs> leaning into my creature comforts. Yeah, like, I want to be in and out in twenty yeah. minutes, like back at my house That's in right. my car. Yeah, <laughs> my fire. Airbnbs in Soho, cool. Find <laughs> yeah. anywhere you want to go yes. in Soho. That's walkable you know, or distance. NoHo, wherever. Uh-huh. Something with a hoe on it. Yeah, exactly. You know, but, but like, but always pro ho. Yeah, but if like you know Brooklyn, fine, cool. We're hanging out in Brooklyn. It's great there, mm. awesome. But I don't want to be. I don't want to take half a day to go seven miles. Exactly. <laughs> but that's just kind of what it is. Well, and you know when I lived in Chicago, when you know I think I still have PTSD with snow because it was no joke. Like yeah. riding a bus, then walking ankle deep yeah. in snow for twenty minutes, then going to your work, and it was just like fuck that. Yeah, and like same thing. Like I like because Chicago's so easy. I mean, it's a five hour drive. Yeah. We were just there like maybe two months ago. Yeah. Um, just because it's something we can just do so quickly. But same, like, there are some times where I'm like, man, it really sucks to get around here. Yeah, I mean, but and, and it, don't get me wrong, I would say it was awesome the way that it happened because it was the perfect bow on my Chicago experience. I had the best life there. I lived my life to the fullest. Like, that was the prime of my 20s, and it was epic. So it really allowed me to come and see Cleveland with a different lens and feel really good about being here. Oh, yeah, you yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you you yeah oh yeah you appreciate certain things because yeah. obviously like when you're in a when you're in a Chicago you know like be like I, my last day there like we you know went to a Cub game and then we just kind of bounced around to all these little cocktail bars and then we tried this brewery and then this beer garden and then we went to dinner at this great like seafood place yeah. it was like that um, but you know six hundred dollars later in like yeah. five hours yeah. I'm like, man holy shit what happened but then yeah th- then the more simplistic vibe that i think is here is something that i don't mind departing from but i don't want to live away from totally yeah so i i very much get what you're saying i've never lived anywhere else i think i probably should have yeah you know i mean like i went from akron to cleveland so, sure you know, that's it <laughs> different you vibes know? so i'm trying yeah. to make up for it by yeah way more violent in akron yeah. but like i'm trying to make up for it by hitting up all these cities as often as i can so. yeah no that's great though you know it's it's such a crazy thing, I think, as you get older, everything becomes much more intentional. Sure. And that's how not only has my career evolved, my relationships have evolved, but that was really my relationship with Cleveland evolved to say, like, this is something now that is giving me such an enriched quality of life because of where I'm at yeah. that it's totally shifted any, like, thing that I carried between, you know, birth to 18 years old, uh, it's just a completely different experience. You know, I also think, this probably isn't the case, but this is how I feel, is that New York was the first time that I waited for a table and then they said they would text us. Yeah. I was like, that is fucking brilliant. <laughs> Why does everyone not do yeah. that? And now <laughs> they do it future. everywhere. Yeah, now they, now they do it everywhere yeah. around here. Yeah. I mean, when they, I was like, so we can just go to that bar over there. Yeah. And then they'll text us when our tables are out to stand here? Yeah. Oh. 
We are in the future, people. <laughs> well, and it's like such a that Blown oh, away. that fucks with me. Like that meta of just like super thrilled for our city that we're getting. We went to we went to Fat Cats Friday for lunch. We like uh, walk I love in. Fat Cats. Who doesn't love Fat Cats? It's amazing. It's amazing. It's a great. Place. Twelve twenty. We stroll in. Hell it's yes. a forty minute wait at Fat Cats to like get a table. And I'm like, I'm really really happy for you guys because that's oh, great I but i would have loved some steam buns and oh, i'm gonna hey. go down the street i'm the same i'm the same <laughs> yeah. with like uh we just got into cloak and dagger oh yeah uh, isn't it great oh it's amazing and casey so the owner she came on yeah. uh, a couple weeks ago and uh and i was like joking around she's like i know i hate it i wish it wasn't like that yeah. but it's great i'm like I-, I thought i'd be okay like calling monday for like a friday reservation they're like no not even a, <laughs> yeah. here's what we have, like, yeah. no, oh, yeah. that day will not work. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like you get this mindset of when people, you know, at this point, I think it's like when people bash Cleveland or they're like, oh, Cleveland, you're like, okay, totally stay on that train of thought because yeah. we're good over here. Because <laughs> like, yeah. hey, then anytime anyone comes, We have like, a lot of those amenities. It's not as crowded, yeah. and the cost of living is what humans can actually. Yes, we're like, okay. I, <laughs> I see that as we kind of transition into what we were talking about before we record. Like, yeah. you're seeing these things a lot, and, and some of it, I think, is valid. Others, I think, is just kind of complaining. But you know, you see these people saying, like, uh, you know, you can't live on X amount a year. Where am I mm-hmm. ever going to find an apartment for $600? Yeah. I'm like, they're yeah. like all over the place. Yeah. But then I'm like, but they're also, you know, not everyone is here. Absolutely. Like, you know, because here, like 600, yeah. I just, I jokingly, after I saw the post, I Googled it real quick. I found like 12, like yeah. within like a mile. I'm like, it's, and not like in eight, still like within a mile of here. It's a nice neighborhood. Yeah, of course. Still with all that other cool stuff. So, but I mean, it's it's stuff like that that I think you know we're still we haven't turned into like the Nashville yet where yeah. twenty thousand people are moving there every single month yeah. or, or Austin. What's the explosion of Austin or everybody leaving California? Like, fortunately, none of them targeted here. Yeah. So they're not going to ruin our cost well, of living. And you know what I always find, and this is like going real deep down the hole. It's crazy. I work in um, a lot of people in my realm are in real estate, and like the state of California is buying up Cleveland's real estate rapidly i mean there are full title companies dedicated to just getting californians property here in ohio so it's kind of crazy i think about now as a business owner investing so much in our neighborhoods investing so much in the community you know i I like to think i get referred because i'm out there talking to people and i'm connecting and and boasting other businesses i i do wonder what that looks like five ten years down the line where you do have this influx of people that are no longer cleveland natives and how that how that works for our community you know where i I think i'm seeing that my opinion what what i'm seeing the most because i've roughly been up here about i mean i was always familiar with the city i came up here a lot but lived here probably seven years now cool um because we were just talking about uh where jukebox is yeah one of my favorite bars in the city but that area, just in the time that I moved, that we moved into this house oh, to yeah. today, I mean, what is going on <laughs> there, man? Man's World that got turned into Harness, which is amazing, a cycling studio, and then Jukebox and a tea shop. And yeah. I mean, then you got the North High that just opened there. It's a pretty mean face of gentrification Oh, there. my God. <laughs> Platform, I think, bought three city blocks? Yeah. Or no, not Platform. Saucy, I mean. Oh, yeah, Saucy, Because yeah. they, they, they bought, like, this big... Almost like an yeah, outdoor like courtyard in the back. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, which it's looks so crazy. more. Yeah, they haven't done anything with it. It looks like a like a. It looks like it's from like Thunderdome, like Mad Max. Yeah, like right. They've done nothing with it. <laughs> <laughs> but I sat there and had a beer. Do you ever watch South Park? We always yeah. laugh about the old Soto Sopa episodes where they talk about like mixed income housing, and it's oh. like all these like, and we, you know, us who are who are 
retrofitting old buildings and starting yeah. new businesses and bringing in. We always laugh and, and call ourselves like Minnesota Sopa. Yeah, that's, but it checks us, which is yeah. good, I think. But yeah, no, no. It, but that's <laughs> I think of everywhere. Ohio City hasn't changed too much. Tremont really hasn't changed yeah. really all that much, but that area right down there, that that like strip probably from like right where Brunuts is all the way down to where jukebox and like we're like around like where we run into like book house yeah, and all that totally. is I mean, that yeah. is i it's mean night that's night and day yeah night night and day um in a good way absolutely and it's so i took a friend over to rise and started the other day and i was like every 30 something will walk through this building in the next like 20 minutes and it sure enough it's just this revolving door but the energy there is so cool and so exciting to see people like Filling in those spaces where before it was, you know, I would go to Man's World 10 years ago and it was like, I would come home because at that point I'd moved back in with my parents and my dad was like, what are you doing down there? Like, it's so dangerous down there. We're like, it's cool. Like, you know, you know, and it actually, I do, I do remember because it it was, I, I, I don't know. I guess there's not really, I've heard people say that too. Like, I guess I've never really felt all that unsafe. Yeah. But uh, I do recognize that. Like, there's still there's still some pockets down there sure. that you still got to be pretty pretty careful about. Yeah, I mean, we we just my husband and I just built a house right next to Seventy Eight Street Studios, and it's amazing over there. But it's it's not lost on us that at the top of our block, I mean, there's a shooting every other day, you know, and it's yeah. it's just crazy how. Uh, much you can kind of isolate yourself mentally from that. And I think we're really trying to push, he's a, a public high school principal. And so we're really trying to like push our mindsets in like volunteering and getting engaged because that's the only way we're going to bridge all these gaps with yeah, these neighborhoods. The, uh, I, um, we were kind of the same way because like, you know, once everything really started opening up and I would kind of not justify it because I, I think that the thought process was right. But in Lakewood, we had, I mean, from a two mile radius of where we're sitting right now, there were three shootings yeah. in two months. Yep. Um, the way I was like, I'm not that worried about it is one. It was at uh, Madison park. They caught the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One was at that, which I think was a domestic thing. I think was uh, the uh, something. It's a diner. Something about your friends. Uh, I forgot oh, my friends, my friends. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, where someone, I may or may not have gotten COVID on my birthday. <laughs> I think everyone did. I don't know if we can. <laughs> everyone got we COVID there. That. Everyone got COVID there on your birthday. That's the not even the Alfredo was a little dicey that night. It's not even the worst. <laughs> I got COVID admission that I've had on this okay, podcast. Great. Not Perfect. even close. <laughs> like one was just like group sex. I got it from group sex. Yeah, I'm like, right. All right, you want to ease into that? Yeah, or? good for no, you. No, just go right into it. Yeah, okay. didn't ease in that night. Apparently. No, not at all. No, the yeah, there was one at my friends where someone like walked in and like shot a couple in the middle like at like two in the morning so fucking insane and i think i think they said it was something like a domestic yeah, triangle sure. some shit like yeah. that and then there was another one um at uh game on which i was like i felt bad but i was like i don't really care about anything that happens in game <laughs> yeah on. i mean like is that all that surprising no. game? Yeah. i was like if i was to shoot someone I'd, it would be someone <laughs> yeah. i would shoot somebody who's going to game maybe on. a patron there but then like you know i mean you know i know like uh i, I know a couple of police officers are like do crimes up everywhere oh yeah they're like sure. it's just like you know how like you know people are traveling a lot retail a lot the criminals were also sitting there just kind of antsy yeah <laughs> and it's yeah. all coming out <laughs> so just as you're getting ready to travel uh-huh. they're getting ready they're to getting kill. back to work too they're getting back to killing <laughs> so but oh i mean gosh. that was it it was just a little spurt there but i'm like 
I will say that I'm like, if this happens two or three more times, we may have to see if we can sell our house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be like interesting to see how all of that evolves and where that goes, you know, because then you look at the east side and it's like a completely different night and day experience. So it's just, uh, I don't know. It'll be so this is where it'll be interesting. This is this is what I because I, I think this does actually tie in because we were talking about now. And the again, I want to specifically say not the job shortage, mm. the staffing shortage. Sure, yeah. I don't think that the staffing shortage is going to turn into everyone making more money. I don't. No. I think it's going to turn into a massive job shortage. Sure. I think everyone I think businesses are either going to close or they're going to adapt. But like 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 Burger King's not going to start paying everyone twenty dollars an hour. No. There's not. They can't afford it. They well, cannot. And you know, my my husband was saying this the other day. We were driving past something. He's like, "Man, those uh, Wendy's. They're still not open inside. I can't believe it. What's over?" I go, "What are you talking about? Yeah. Wendy's corporate has been dreaming of this moment forever, where they never have to open their store again. No janitorial costs. No overhead to get people to clean. No greeters. No cashiers. All they are going to have is one person and a bunch of robots flipping yeah. your burgers. That's, That's exactly the dream scenario for them. Also, you know? I really want to know why your husband." wants to go into the dining room of Wendy's. Tell me about it, but he brings it up an awful lot, you right, would well, think. Hey man, maybe take him out. Maybe take yeah, him out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A terrific husband day. Yeah, I know. Take him Just out. go get him a baked potato and sit over at Treat the Wendy's. Just yeah. like one day, be like, hey, you know what? Baconator. <laughs> dining room. We're going to the BK lounge. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, I do. I think... Uh, I think all the fast foods, the one that survive, are going to be like get going sheets. Totally, they're they're, they're not. They're going to be. Oh, yeah, they're, sheets just killing it. Yeah, that get go. <laughs> that thing is not. That's one of the most officially run things right? in the city right now. Yes. There's, there's one guy back there. He mm-hmm. doesn't talk to fucking anybody. No. You type in your order. He's like twelve. Yeah. And he throws your sandwich <laughs> down. There's there no interaction, go. and no yep. one gives a shit. Uh-huh. No one's like, well, that was terrible service. We know what we're getting. It did, like, uh, the last year really, like, instantly solidified a lot of, like, um, just little, like, I guess, intricacies of how people were starting to move. You know, like, even yeah. if you go on your Uber now, it's like, please don't talk to me as a button, like, on your Uber. And it's like, oh, now, I mean, you're in a mask. They don't want to fucking talk. You don't uh, want to talk. Put your headphones in and get you there. I do. You know, I feel bad <clears throat> about, like, to kind of keep in with, like, the Wendy's or the Burger Kings. Like, I, I do. There's a a very and people aren't supposed to know this but there's also there's a, a very odd misconception that everyone that is running a Wendy's or a Burger King is that it's it's not it's a franchise that's a small business owner absolutely yes it's a small business owner mm-hmm. the reason they're not like when you were like why don't you pay a living wage corporate your CEO <laughs> makes this the guy's like I don't fucking know that guy <laughs> yeah totally I make about as much as you yes. do. I'm trying to keep this thing afloat. Yes. The reason I didn't open Joe's Sandwich Shack is because no one knows who the fuck I am. People yeah. know what Wendy's is. Yep. Trying to get people to come in, but I'm paying a franchise fee to have that sign outside yep. my business. Mm-hmm. This is not a, this is not a corporate stepping on the little guy. We're all just stepping on each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a very weird, and I do I, I feel bad because I see those posts on Facebook all the time. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not paying. No, that's not a living wage. Yeah. I need twenty dollars an hour. I need insurance. I'm like, you need experience, sir. Absolutely. That yeah. is, I didn't have that coming out of college. Sure. I was yeah. making as much I was making as much I was making more bartending than I was my first quote unquote corporate yep. office job. Yeah. You just have to build that shit up. It's just that's just the way it is. Absolutely. And I was bartending. I was like, I don't want to do this when I'm 45. No. I'm and, like, I'm not saying know, it's a bad thing. No, absolutely. I just knew I didn't want to do it. Well, and I think it's too, you know, as business owners, like you have to write your culture in the sense of what you sort of believe in, right? So like there's certain levels when it was like, you know, people would be paying 12 bucks an hour. And and I was like, I made $16 an hour at Caribou Coffee when I was in high school or whatever it was. And I was like, I'm not going to pay somebody $12 an hour 
15 years later. I'm no. not going to do it. Like, that's not, I don't even care what it adds up to. We got to make the numbers work because I'm not, I, I just, you know, we can't backslide like that. And I do think it takes more of us to say like, no, I'm just going to kind of forget what everybody else is talking about and just step it up on my own because, yeah. you know, nobody, yeah. you can't wait around for that. I understand, I understand that the, the infl- everything has gotten more mm-hmm. expensive, but the minimum wage is not. I, I do understand yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also, it's, it's a, but it's a, you're asking people to understand, you know, small business economics, finance, and, and in some cases, basic math. Absolutely. And that's not something that people understand. No. It's much easier to just post that the big guy is shitting on us and we're not going to take yeah. it. And unfortunately, the one that you're not going to work. I mean, there's stories of this just left and right now. Yeah. My buddy was just telling me that the Chipotle in Strongsville, where he would order from, he said that the he ordered from the app, he went in, and the manager's like, we had to close. No one came to work today. Oh, my God. And he's like, and it hasn't opened since. Yeah. Like, two weeks. Yeah. And, you know, I understand, like, you know, again, the, the, the mentality of it. I just, I don't think that anyone that's having that that thought that uh, if we just stay out long enough, we're all going to be rolling and that's not going to happen. No, absolutely those, not. Those businesses are going to, they're going to go under or they're going to become, they're, when I was in Akron today and I saw this place and as soon as I saw it I was like that's what fast food is going to look like yep. it was this place called Big B's Coffee it looked like a tiny convenience store oh, yeah. I mean like the size half the size of this room yep. and you pull up coffee gear go one yep. person there that's what everything is going to be absolutely I think that's what's going to happen and they're going to be like kiosks and we're going to pay that person that we actually do hire like $25 an yeah. hour because they got to know how to work all the electronics. Totally. And that's it. That's what it's going to be. And, and that's then, things. They can automate all that. So then oh, yeah. 10 years after that, they process it all and it's completely taking that out. Yeah. Then you just type it in. That shit comes out. You take it and go. I mean, that's like, you know, you'll go to like Home Depot or something now and you see like just rows of self-checkout. And there's like eight people over by two cash registers that aren't doing anything because everyone's in self-checkout. You guys yeah. are like standing back just being like, hello, is anybody yeah. else worried about this scene? right now yeah you know i feel like I, I feel like yeah i think people are just like this is awesome i can just kind of coast everyone goes to self-checkout no eventually you're gonna be self-checkout yeah you're literally there's gonna getting, be another self-checkout look at a movie theater i mean there's like no humans at the movie theater anymore there's like one kid pouring popcorn everything no, else is on the it. computer there's no need there's no you need know? for it but then I get it. You know, I always used to talk about, like, there, there should be the best case study ever is people at Chipotle, is the, the people in line at Chipotle. There's, like, no human decency for the person that is, like, scooping your beans and rice. Zero. I literally that sometimes, That should be the person like, you're being the nicest have to. Tap to. That. That's what I'm saying. I have to, yeah. like, tap him on the shoulder and be like, you can say please or thank you to that yeah. person, as opposed to this just, like, hyper-dismissive, like, yeah. contactless experience. Yeah, you're it's, about to get some special sauce. Yeah, and it's like, you guys... <laughs> are doing it as a society you know one thing i always try to do is have that human connection with people and i had the best story from college i i took this peace studies class because i went to art school and it was very uh you know <laughs> lib ed and um taught by this old old hippie and he uh, was walking into class one day and i get off the elevator wearing some crazy ass outfit I'm, I'm strolling into class and he goes hey jacob and i go hey and he goes how are you i go oh, i'm great la, da, da. i walk into class we sit down into our uh you know uh cross leg on the floor uh sharing circle that we always started class with and he goes i'd like to share something today uh Jacob really hurt my feelings uh, when I was coming into the space. And that's my face. I'm literally like, what, what the hell? Like, what happened? And he goes, well, I asked you how you were, and you said, great. And then just, uh, or no, you asked me how I was, and I and I started to say, and you just walked right past me and didn't really stop to acknowledge how I, what my answer was or how I felt. And I swear to you, that senior year of college moment rippled 
rippled every ounce of my being as I am as a person now. So when I go up to people, especially the people at Line and Chipotle, I make direct eye contact with them and they're like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, not much. How are you doing? And stop and wait for that answer. And I swear you see people's mentality shift or they get uncomfortable because they're not used to answering or like, and I do it to everybody. And it's one thing that I think a lot of people in my close circle really recognize now that I do because you can see the shift in people's eyes and in their energy. I I don't pay for shit all the time at Chipotle because they're like, you're the nicest person we had today. And like, here's some free shit or like, here's a free drink. And, and it is, it's just because I take yeah. an extra second to connect with those other humans on the other side. You know, it, it's funny because I, I do and I don't, yeah. but it's, and it's not intentional. Like I have, like I have greetings with people that sound like I want to get into a long conversation, yeah. but I don't. Sure. And I'm not doing it. You know, like if I see someone like, Hey, how you doing? And, but I'm still walking, uh-huh. you know, because that's just, and I'm not thinking like, Hey, how you doing? Tell me quick. Cause I'm on the move. Yeah. It's just, I might, if I just said hi, yeah, like it's just the way, yeah. yeah. Hey, Hey, what's going on? That That's just how I talk. Yeah. Um, but someone had said I, I this had happened to me at my old job where uh, I was like, Hey, how you doing? They're like, Good, what's going on with you? And I just kept going. Yeah. I was like, Oh wow, someone who talks the same way I do. Uh-huh. And they're like, Hello. <laughs> and I turned around, they're like, You gonna answer me? And I'm like, Yeah. Oh, what'd you say? Yeah. Like I said, How you doing? I'm like, Good. And it didn't even register to you. No, it didn't register. And then I was like, Holy shit, have I been doing that to a lot of people? Yeah. Because that's how I talk. And you'll notice it. And especially if, again, if you take that two seconds, you'll notice that the other person is just as uncomfortable in the interaction immediately because they're not, they're yeah. used to pushing you across too, you know? Yeah. In the, and I have, and I have those too where I have this, it's, it's a horrible, horrible, I, I don't really know what it's called, but it's, it's something that I dwell on something that happened Six hours yes. ago, and I oh, can't, yeah. I can't get it out of my head. Uh-huh. A very brief, like just, I mean, a mind, minor, minor yeah. interaction that I cannot get out of my yeah. head. I'm like, I can't believe I said that. Oh my god, they probably think I'm such an asshole. Yeah, I can't. Do you, maybe they probably didn't understand the joke. I can't. Yeah, we can't go back there again. Totally. And then I get a text from that person, like, "Hey man, good seeing you." It was like, so great to see oh, you. Oh my god. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I just I replay conversations I in my head over and over and over again all day long yeah and then i have other ones and now i'm replaying all of those and i'm like careful don't ah that didn't work nope 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 yeah gonna, that 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 joke didn't land and all of funny. that like kind of comes full circle right like i've i've worked on that exact same thing in like therapy where i'm like why yeah. did this stupid thing stick with me and i think it's now kind of like coming around to like Yes, there's instances where maybe you didn't feel like your authentic self or you weren't above the line when you were necessarily speaking to like XYZ or person. But then there's also this other part that like after you recognize all that comes around, I'm like, well, actually, I did kind of feel shitty that day. And I just didn't decided not to unload on that person. So I yeah. gave a pleasantry and bounced like and that's OK, too. You know, it's a very yeah, it's a weird. I don't know if that has a name, but it's something that yeah. I've I, I've done the same thing in, in, in counseling. Just been like, I don't know how to. Like you hear people all the time talk about the voices in their head. Yeah. I'm the voice in my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I am constantly berating myself. Yeah, that for voice doing, is nasty. For doing, I'd much rather have, mm-hmm. I don't know, like Abraham Lincoln and like a cat <laughs> talking to me because I'm way worse. <laughs> Four scores and Garfield over there yeah, in exactly. your head. That'd like, be whatever. great, actually. Whatever. That's a great com- <laughs> hey, that's a that, that's a conversation yeah, starter. I like it. I would. I will. I will give you because I would have not handled the the, the scenario that yeah. you just told me the way that you did. Because mm-hmm. if someone, if if that felt like a normal interaction, for because I that's also kind of the way that I interact too. Is I'll usually like make a joke first. Sure. Like if that person was like Joe didn't really acknowledge 
this and i'd have been like cool maybe you should grow the fuck up yeah. <laughs> you know because you know, that wasn't that big a deal sure yeah <laughs> you know but but i mean that's probably younger joe like I well would, yeah i would but i mean that's i don't know man it's so hard for me to interact nowadays well with it, anybody i think that and and i absolutely could have taken it that way and there's a lot of stuff in my life that i do because as a creative i feedback is hard in a lot of ways oh sure but man. i think that specific instance unlocked a superpower inside of me because yeah. now especially in sales atmospheres like my superpower yeah. is how i make people feel in the moment and make them feel like they are the most special only person in the room and that's something that genuinely pours out of me now i might walk away and be like uh like never think about that person ever again or they might walk up to me yeah. and be like hi nice to meet you and they're like we just had an awesome conversation but i know in that moment i was authentic and at least I, being genuine well, and, you know and we'll probably still we're different in that respect yeah. Uh, but yeah that and maybe depending on my mood that day i would have reacted yeah. differently uh -huh. if i was having a bad day i'd be like well you know what man what i don't know what I to do? tell you yeah. but if like things were going okay i'd be yeah. like oh my i am really sorry yeah. i don't I didn't notice that, you know, I, I, it wasn't intentional, yeah. man. I, I really didn't mean that, so I apologize. I think it would depend on what was happening for me in that exact second. Yeah. For because he caught me on a good day, I guess. He did, yeah. Who knows? I think we did foot massages that day in that class. Oh really? <laughs> it was real, real crunchy in that <laughs> in that classroom. For well, sure. I guess you really do have to air everything out if you're gonna be touching each other's feet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't go into that with any mixed feelings. <laughs> Those are the two memories I have of that class. So that's good. Yeah, end. that's that's a I have a similar because i have to work with clients all day long yeah. too you know whether yeah. you're feeling it or not you know mm -hmm. you can't you got to yeah. kind of curb some of that absolutely too. but you also seem to have a, a, a seem to have a more kind of like you know upbeat glass half full type yeah type, i, I you am know, but you know it that took a while I, I something actually i feel like was just a breakthrough in the past couple months is i used to almost feel like a little bit of a fake to people because I can turn it on and be very authentic in the moment. And then like, I still want to leave and go home after and not ever think about it again. Or I still like, I'm in a shitty move in other ways. And something I really had to realize is like, it's very, it's very much okay for me to be two people in my head at any given time. And I can be authentic in one instance and also not give a shit about it later on. And that's like, okay. I, I understand know? what you're saying. And I but think that was hard for me to, to wrap my head around. I, I think some people can interpret that as being fake. Yeah. And, I don't really, I, I don't know. I don't think that that's true. I, I think in most, if you're being fake to just your friends like that, like if you're doing that with totally. your friends, that's, that's different. Messed up. But people yeah. need to understand too, like, look, when I'm at work, it doesn't really matter what's going on in my life. Yeah. When I'm talking to a client, a potential client, potential revenue generator, yes. hey man, I have to be having yeah. one of the best days of my life because yeah. I can't just be like, I don't really care what you do. Uh -huh. You know, pay your bill, don't pay your bill. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting coffee. Like, yeah. you can't do that, uh -huh. you know? Yep. And it's also a courteous and professional thing to do. Yeah, someone that absolutely. doesn't know you very well. You know, with you, because with your friends, you can be like, hey, look, I am not going to lie to you. I'm, this has nothing to do with you. It's completely me. Yeah. I am just not in a talkative mood yeah. today. I'm just going to take off or I'm going to sit in the corner. Absolutely. Just, give me 10. Just give me 10. Yeah, I just need 10. You know? Yeah. But like it's like if you're if you're talking to one of your friends and another friend you know comes over and you're just like fucking this is terrible terrible oh my god how are you yeah so good to see you this other friend is just like damn yeah dude, that 
that was a little weird. But then that I think is where it's going to be interesting with these like, um, you know, these lower paid like almost high interactive experiences like a Chipotle or something like that is like now the norm, especially with these younger generations, which are the people that are taking those lower paying jobs, they're living in a world right now where they're like, if I feel like saying fuck you, I'm going to say fuck you over your rice and beans. Like, and that is something that I don't know if society is ready for and probably why more and more we're shifting away from this human interaction. I don't think, you know, I, I honestly don't think that society will ever No, Most of society will never be, be ready for I don't that. think so either it's, it's just not a well again it goes back to like look you're not gonna like most 95% of the people in the world do not love their job yeah it's just that's just yeah. the way it is absolutely you know I mean the, there aren't enough you know there's no, you can only be a there's only so many tiktokers we can fit in this world <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know I mean I'm sorry it's move just, them it's, to the metaverse now. it's just it's oversaturated yeah. man eventually no one's get, like I was I was we've had some uh some like uh some uh models on too like a couple OnlyFans models and they're awesome that's fine uh, oh yeah they're, they're they're great um and like they're talking about uh, I, I was talking to one of them the other day she came on a couple months back and I found this article and I sent it to her in 2019 this is just kind of like people getting out of that sphere of finding yeah. other ways to generate revenue yeah. in 2019 there were 8 million OnlyFans uh, accounts. Yep. There are now 90 million. It's insane. I mean, people are just like, they're like, hey, man, I'd rather just do this yeah. than do that. Yep. And I can make more money. And I'm like, hey, more power to you. But now everyone's doing that now. Yeah. Eventually, it's just going to get oversaturated. Sure. You know, your influencers, everyone's going to be like, yeah, I'm not really going to give you money for that because yeah. you're one of 20,000 that have asked me about this. Absolutely. It's just it's oversaturated. Well, and it's going to be like it, the the turnover is going to be so insane because Ooh, yeah. now the immediacy of someone hotter to masturbate to is going to like come in oh, two seconds. Yeah. You know, like. No pun intended. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a flavor of the, it's a flavor of the yes. minute. It's not even a flavor of the exactly. month. Exactly. And you so know, it's, that it's, ripples. Who is, I mean. Like uh, we we were talking about uh, the same model. We, mm-hmm. we were ta- I was talking to her about it, and she's like, Instagram because of the content sometimes will just completely delete their page. Yeah. So the, a lot of them have like three or four like backup accounts because they're like, look, if someone deletes my page and it took me two years to get to eighty thousand subscribers, and those are the people that are going to my OnlyFans, yep. and then that page is gone, those guys aren't going to spend or girls whoever aren't going to spend weeks on weeks on weeks tracking me down. Absolutely, they're just going to go to the next person. Absolutely, and she's yep. like, that's not. It's not like we have all their emails, and I can be like, here's my new, yeah, you know, blast email. Like that's a real thing. Like they, it, that's Absolutely. why they all have these backup accounts. And I was like, well, I didn't even really think about that. Well, and that's going to be everything, you know, like this, this now movement to entrepreneurship in any form is what I think we're really seeing with this. To your point, it's not really like a a lack of jobs. It's a lack of work because people now are like, well, I'm going to go do my own thing. There's a million other people doing their own thing, you know, and I think. I was in such a weird entrepreneurial bubble during COVID because I had I had launched my business. I'm pre-selling my business going into our first year when events never happen anymore. And people are always like, oh, man, what a great – the oh, it's the worst. What a great time to start an event business is like what I hear every other day from uh, people. And I'm like, oh, God. Um, it's, but it's, for us, like it really – because we weren't sold, um, you know, I had 30 events that rescheduled. But I had the next year for those people to reschedule into, whereas like – my counterparts in the industry, they were booked out a year and a half. They didn't have that. They went through a harder time. And so I was like in this weird bubble of just creating and, and insulating myself in my entrepreneurship. But 
I think I got a little bit of ahead of the curve of a lot of people where now they're like, well, fuck, I don't want to go back to work. I want to try to start my own thing. Sure. But now the competition is going to be, I mean, every you, other day people are like, I'm you, starting a venue now. And you're like, okay, cool. Can you walk me through how that, uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I Anything. Um, you, you were talking about how, I guess, how did you kind of have an edge in a same scenario of other event plans that were scheduling farther out is because they were scheduled so yeah. far out so we schedule out like a year and a half so it, for okay. instance i'm basically sold out next year oh, that's and great. yeah Congrats. it's amazing thanks so right now i'm booking like september 2023 is like what i'm booking right now and so for me coming into my first year as a venue business i was solely selling 2020 and maybe a little bit into 2021 well then this shit hit and this was in 2019 okay so this shit hit okay 2020s gonna be shot clearly we see that right in march kind of in the beginning so i had all of those people shift back a year well because i was a new business i had all of 2021 still open for them to move to but oh, say i was okay. what was called the hilton ballroom a more established yeah, one they would you have already been sold out so those 30 clients are now fully that. off That's the gone. table yeah so you may gone. take them you may take a short-term revenue hit but because you were new you yeah. had plenty of openings during the time where everything was going to yeah. explode, whereas they're like, we're actually booked through 2022 as well. Yeah. So and essentially, maybe they could work something up, but they may have lost all those clients. Absolutely. And not for anything that they did. It's just no. That's just it was the way just it because happened. of our industry and how it shaped. And Ooh, I, heck. I wasn't open, right? So I didn't have operational costs. I didn't have staff. I didn't have any of that stuff. So okay. I like lived in this little bubble by myself of like, okay, pre-selling the aspirations of 2021 and 22. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah, That's, it was uh, weird. Well, I guess I didn't know also. I mean, I knew you could book things in advance. Just I didn't know outside of like weddings that you would do that. But I guess, I mean, I guess, yeah, you can really just kind of book all that up. Well, and then so then what the whole industry is seeing now, you know, they're saying that there's going to be, oh God, I butchered this the last time. I think I said billion, but I think it's in the millions. There's an absorbent amount of weddings next year. And it's the most weddings in the, in the country since 1984. I would believe billions, by the way. Yeah. I don't know anything. Thank you. I said I'm it and somebody stupid. was like, I don't think that's true. I'm and a I very, it. not a smart man. <laughs> There's billions of weddings. <laughs> but basically it's the biggest since 1984. Yeah. So what we're seeing now is kind of insane. So all those people like concentrated into that one year, they all got pushed back. And then it's this ripple effect where now, like if you want to get married in 2022, it was so cutthroat for like the last six months of people just trying to grab any date they could yeah. um, where now it's like when people are like oh yeah we're thinking about 22 I'm like why like 22 is shot like it is done in the bag like everybody's sold out every vendor is at capacity so you have to go to 23 right now if you're even thinking about getting married in a traditional sense of like a, you know of the sure, space sure sure yeah Unless you want, like, unless you're that guy that's like, do it in I the get park. married on a that's Wednesday. Great. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we would really welcome Wednesday weddings. A Tuesday, Wednesday? <laughs> yeah, I'll take off for that. Those people don't exist. I will tell you right now. <laughs> if I could get a good deal, I'd probably. Well, I don't know. I never went through this. We got married yeah. in New York. We just went to the courthouse. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, we are like, we sat down for, like, like I never would have been able to do any of this. Stuff. Yeah. I, I just wouldn't have. Yeah. Right? We sat down. I remember where we were. We were at Sweet Melissa's having breakfast. Nice. And, remember uh, that place? Yeah, I love that place. Yeah. And um, we start talking maybe 10 minutes we're talking about this, and we're like, this is fucking terrible. Mm -hmm. You just want to go to New York? Yeah. yeah. Cool. So we just say, uh, we just got married at the courthouse and then just partied for like four days. Yeah. It was great. I love that. I'm like, no, let's put all the money into buying a house. Well, you know, and we, it's on your terms, right? And we yeah. were the same way. We eloped and we bought a house. And I'm so thankful that people spend a lot of money on weddings because that sure, obviously yeah. is what my industry and business is around. But it's, it's interesting to see how 
the initial seed and, and inception for a lot of people is that kind of like, let's do us, let's do our own thing. And yeah. then those outside voices come and it's like, I watch these snowballs of what weddings become because of parents yeah. and grandparents and friends and friends of friends and all that stuff and just those that was, opinions that, that was latch onto it. Yeah. That was my, so my, my niece is planning hers for, for next year. So she already found it. And I can already tell, like, she's not having the same kind of like kind of visceral reaction that yeah. I did. She's super into it. And there's yeah. nothing wrong. I think that's sure, awesome. Absolutely. She's, she's pumped. I'm like, but I'm, I just know that's not me. Yeah. Cause every time you know, when I'm like, okay, this is going to be this. I'm like, Oh, that could be new windows. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm like, Oh shit. That could have been, you know, Dominican Republic. Yeah. You know? for like sure. that's, that's how I, you know, I, I was never one like that. I just, I didn't. And you know, she wasn't either. Yeah. And we're like, since we're, let's just, let's simplify this. Did you guys get married later in life? Well, I don't know. Oh, how, yeah. You know, uh, like, how well, old were you? I'll be 44 in two weeks. Yeah. Um, she's 30, 30. We'll just say 30. Yeah, she's 30. It's getting, yeah, 30. Yeah, that, 30. that normal 14-year age gap. Between. In my family, it's not that odd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment. No, it's not. My dad and mom were 12. Nice. My, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, it's not that odd. But no, it's But odd. I see, like, a lot of 20-somethings come in, and their, sure, their yeah. experience in life is just coming from such a different angle when they're planning that wedding as opposed to me who got married at 36 that was like okay i mean it's like it's different it's different yeah $20,000 is a whole different ball game when it's it's very coming different. from my bank account Yo, you know yeah. Like, so yeah it's yeah it's different i think yeah. it's different it's it's for sure different everything yeah. is different when you factor in the the uh like the the, the age or the time in your life that you're absolutely. in absolutely you know there's there're very few in my opinion, it's not a knock on because I was one of these. Mm -hmm. There are not a lot of whole, a lot of like 22, 23 year old, super financially savvy people. No. I was throwing money in the garbage. Yeah. Oh my God. I was, at, I I was, was awesome at that. I was like, what do I have? $18? Cool. Yeah. I'll spend 90. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> no, the rest will just work itself oh out. Oh my God. was gosh. terrible, you know? But then you get older and you start thinking about it. You start mm -hmm. thinking think about everything. Yeah. You start thinking about the, the, the possible reaction. Like there was no consequences when I was no, 25. Ever. When I was 23, nothing. Nothing was going to go wrong. Was going to, I was like, yep. it'll work out. It'll yeah. be fine. Let's yep. just go to happy hour. We'll see. <laughs> you know, but now I'm just like, I can't go to happy hour. I got to get up early uh -huh. tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And then Sunday we got this. And then I'm like four days in advance. And I talked myself out of getting a beer at six o'clock. Uh -huh. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's that's a yes. thing, you know. And you got to watch that. You know, I, I'm right there with you. It's, it's you know, tr not aging yourself before you uh, hit these certain milestones in your life, right? Like, I think it's oh, a yeah. very, like, late 30s thing to be, like, act like you're 97 years old and being like, I'm in bed by nine. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I am in bed by nine, but, like, yeah. no one else wants to do anything. So, like, yeah, everybody's in bed by nine. And so. Yeah, yeah it's not that, like, we have a, we're in a good her and I, thank God, she kind of aged around the same time yeah. I did, even though there's a difference. Yeah, like, yeah. She's same thing. Like, we really love we love having drinks in the daytime. Totally. I don't know why anyone goes out oh, at night. Same. It is so stupid. <laughs> I, I want brunch, but starting at eleven oh, yeah. o'clock because oh, nobody yeah. will start at six a.m. with me. Like no. back in the day, in the St. Patrick's no. days. I want yeah. I want to get some eggs and some bacon around eleven eleven yeah, thirty. Uh -huh. I want to have a bloody mary. I'm like, wow, that was really good. Yeah, yeah, I'll have a beer, yeah. and then I just want to see where that takes me. Exactly. But definitely be home by four. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then maybe have a beer later on that day, and then we watch a movie. Yep. That's my weekend, and I 
love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. I, you know, I, I told you last week I went to brunch and, and it, oh, you're like, oh, well, this will be at seven. And I was like, no, no, this is a 10 hour brunch. Sure enough, 10 hours on the dot it was. And I saw her again this weekend. She goes, I love that we keep thinking that if we start at 11, we'll be done by four. And I go, no, 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 no. I know exactly what this is. Oh, I love I'll that. I'll be at your house at 11 and I'll leave at, you know, 10 o'clock at night. I love that. Because when I message, you know, it's funny. I've actually, we've been talking for a couple of months now. Yeah. Uh, you're just crazy, crazy ass busy. And that's fine, <laughs> yeah. man. It really Thanks is. Thanks for being persistent. I oh, appreciate no, it's it. fine. You yeah. know, I, I remember when I was talking to Lindsay like two weeks ago, I was like, I just got to text that guy, man, because yeah. I just I don't want to. Because <laughs> when I text you, you're like, here's my email. I'm like, cool, I'll go through email. Oh, no, I just totally know you're fine. busy. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the um, it, it's just when uh, when we were finalizing this date, uh, we're like, yeah, we'll uh, we'll record on Sunday. You're like, cool. Uh, I have brunch at eleven, <laughs> and I'm like, I would never ask you to cancel your brunch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, this guy gets after it. He because uh -huh. really, we're we're brunch enthusiasts as well. Yeah. So. And unfortunately, after eleven o'clock brunch, you don't want to see seven p.m. Jacob because that's a oh. different. That was a different animal. <laughs> oh yeah, she's I mean, booze soaked and ready for bed at that point. Oh yeah, it's it's. <laughs> trust me, I, I very much. But I'm the same. Like I yeah. think my buddy asked me. Uh, I don't know if you've been to the the Immigrant Sun Brewery. Yeah. Here. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Um, but he, he asked me a couple days ago. He's like, hey, man, do you want to go to Immigrant Sun? I was like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. He goes, you want to meet at like 8? like, no. No. <laughs> no, I don't. I think I even said this. It was like Thursday. I'm like, it's a school night. Yeah. I'm like, going out at 8? Dude, I'm winding down already. Uh -huh. oh, I'm yeah. like already getting in bed and like yeah. picking out that show that I'm going to fall asleep to. I'm there. I turned 37 in a couple weeks and I... Um, I, I said my 30s were like my my decade of downtime, right? So like even though obviously I'm having a great time and I've had a cool year yeah. or decade, but I'm like I did enough in my 20s to deserve 10 years off. And I was like I'll pick it back up in my 40s. We'll start raging again. That's a that's a thing. Because also <laughs> yeah, I got I got after it in my 20s. Yeah, like like things that I still haven't told my parents. Sure. Even yeah. and they're I'm 15 years removed and yeah. I'm like, "Nope, they're still not ready." Yeah, they don't my need to know. My mom still doesn't need to know that it's story for the best. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, and then we, there was it was kind of chill for a couple like cuz cuz we've also been like I've we've been together for 14 years. Yeah. So, but she was in no hurry to get married and I was like, "Cool, me neither." But yeah, then um, you know, we start traveling more and then, you know, we're we're also that that couple that we live below our means yeah, you know we're not great. really trying to we both just this is the best part too we both just paid off our cars almost simultaneously That's amazing we're i mean yeah. i feel kind of wealthy yeah it's nuts <laughs> as someone who's two years into their paid off car now every time that i've ran it into my new house i don't really care because no. it's fine oh, and i want to i want to ride this out for at least a year yeah oh yeah you know and hers like because of COVID and everything like her car's paid off it's got like fifty thousand yeah, miles exactly on it. Like, like we don't even really use it it's no. great but yeah, that's it's just yeah, that that just that does start up. Yeah. And then you get in your forties, you're like, like we, can, that, we got some extra let's money. Let's do this again. Let's do this. Uh-huh. All of a sudden these weird just kinda like, you know, we are going to Toronto this weekend. Yeah. After like a ten minute conversation. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of stuff that can and I prefer that more. Absolutely. I yeah. I prefer that way, way, way more. Yeah, the Sagittarius in me loves that spontaneity too. Yeah, same. Like, really? When's your birthday? Nice. December second. Okay, yeah. November twenty fourth. So you're right on the corner. The Look at us yeah. go. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. How long have you been married? Uh, I just got married. We just hit a year. So, oh, yeah, congrats. we eloped in San Francisco. Thanks. Nice. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh. We were, like, on a cliff and got to do everything we wanted because it was just the two of us. It was so amazing. Those were so – that in San Diego were the ones I always wanted to uh, – that I always liked visiting. I was never, like, a huge – really anywhere else. Yeah. I, I really like San Diego and – 
San Francisco was the first place that I visited outside of Ohio. Yeah, when oh, I was wow. like when I was like nineteen. That's crazy. Yeah. That's kind of like a bold one to go to too. My buddy, my buddy, like. 18, high school, he just like, I'm going to San Francisco. Yeah. And he just moved out there. He's in this tiny apartment. That's awesome. And I got about three months into college, and mm. I had Christmas break, and he's like, come out here. I'm like, done. Yeah. And I'm like, this place is huge. Yes. <laughs> so crazy. I mean, man, when you're coming from Akron, and you were right at the San Francisco, mm-hmm. I mean, I've been like Myrtle Beach. For you sure. Know? Yeah. <laughs> like, that was it. Yeah. But no, I mean, yeah. Man, it was crazy being out. It was it's so, a, a lot of fun. It's a different world. Yeah, it's yeah. so cool. First I, time I got high in public. Really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's so fun. What did you guys do? Just, just like sitting sit- on the pier? <laughs> <laughs> sitting on the pier by Alcatraz. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's like, you want to hit this? I'm like, yes. <laughs> the first time I ever got high in public was uh, actually the senior year of high school. I went to a new school my senior year, and we were going to go to this place called the Boot Scootin' Saloon that was in like Cuyahoga Falls yes. or something. Yes, yes. And I had been there with some of my friends before, so I'm like the cool kid at this new school, and I was like, yeah, I'll take you guys like let's all go and they're like okay we're gonna drive and they're like well we want to smoke and i had never smoked before and i was a little nervous but i'm totally down at that point you know we're what 17 so we've been drinking vodka for two years at that point and i was like okay i'll smoke and they're like well will you drive because if you smoke you won't get high no one gets high on their first time false not I, have, I don't know who made that who up, lied about that i bought that too I was yes. like, okay well get this out of the way and the next time will be awesome i oh. took a hit of a giant blunt like basically almost passed out as I, they're like helping me pull the car into the driveway and then i drove all the way to the boot next to the foreign exchange student from brazil who didn't speak any english with the window cracked in sub-zero weather like breathing out <laughs> just i didn't smoke for a whole nother year until i moved to college after that i've got to text my friends and i'm like who the fuck who I have to see if I can trace this back to its source. Who made up the... That just had to be somebody that just wanted someone to get high with them. And they're like, Absolutely. Oh, yeah, you don't get high on your first one. You'll be fine. And when you're that age, you're like, oh, okay, well, that's great. Then I, 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 was, yeah. I was the same way, but I never got high outside of someone's house or someone's yard yeah. that oh, was, yeah. that's what we did mm. and the first time like you don't get high in the first one like oh kick ass <laughs> yeah perfect i'm like is it always this wet why, is this... <laughs> why do people like this yeah because it's always some gross. sloppy blunt yeah. that you drink or that you smoke yeah. like first like, and i'm always standing next to the grossest moron uh-huh. that's just like <laughs> <laughs> and then he hands it to me and i smoke it i'm like this is awesome i was having a terrible time oh yeah and then i was like all right i'm gonna go I'm like I'm not going anywhere. I can't fucking move. Yeah. What do My I do legs, now? I'm just like, I'm just going to sit down for a little bit. And that was like <laughs> three hours. But yeah. I remember it was in San Francisco. We were at the, uh, uh, the, the, I, remember, I can't remember what the area is called, but it's where the pier is where you can see Alcatraz. Oh yeah. Like, um, uh, like Fisherman's Wharf or whatever. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, it was so cool. And I spent like a good part of the day there cause I'd never yeah. been to something like that, you know, just shops and restaurants and bars and, uh, we're just kind of sitting at the pier. We're like, we should go out to Alcatraz. That'll be fun. And then yeah. my buddy's like, do you want to smoke this? I'm like, can we do that here? Because I've never done this outside of like my friend Tim's it's garage. Like the land of the hippies over there. You exactly. Oh, and, then, and then he's like, yeah. I'm looking around. I'm like, I think I see, there's like 10 other people smoking joints around here. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, no one's going to notice. And then just sat there and... It was awesome. It was the first time where I think I really started appreciating nature because I'm just looking out to the ocean. Right? I'm just sitting there, just getting high. I'm like, this is just a really, really great time. It's like the most beautiful place I've ever been, truly. Yeah. And not only like aesthetically, but like culturally, you know, and there's there's a huge, obviously, like poverty and, and homeless population. And it's just like how insane all of this like amazing nature and that lifestyle and then these rich people and like how all of that like 
is so concentrated in such a small space um, is so fascinating to me over there. You yeah, know? It, it, I haven't been there obviously since oh, things, it's since insane. things got really it's bad. It's insane. Yeah, um, I've seen a couple. Of, like I know Austin has a similar issue, not yeah. nearly as bad. Yeah, um, and obviously a lot of the big cities do. But my understanding from just everything I've seen and heard, they're like San Francisco's is just like. I, for some reason, everyone, all homeless people just went to San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. They're but like, it's like, well, you think about good places to live. I mean, yeah. great weather oh, out yeah. there. I mean, that's what I would Austin's do, too. Austin's fucking a million thousand to, degrees I'm not going to Maine, and I'm not going to Florida. Yeah, I'm you're going to go out to California. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. they just have, like, parks. They're, like, just parks are just kind of just homeless parks now. Yeah. You know? And they're, like, I, I was always amazed by that. I still am. Because the cost of living out there is so outrageous because the taxes are so high. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing with all this money? I know. Like, you can't. It's so insane. The, the, there's not, you know, two million people who just suck with money. Most of those people have either drug or mental illnesses. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, how are, where are all those taxes going? Mm -hmm. Like, the, the the school system out there is terrible. The yeah. traffic's garbage. Pollution's. Like, where is all this I money know. going? Outside of, like, obviously just the beautiful scenery and the weather and yeah. obviously just all the other popular stuff out there. But a lot of the kind of like normal day to days, like the cost of living, stupid, mm -hmm. everything, there's nothing appealing about that state outside yeah. of the aesthetics yeah, of it. For sure. You know, cause it's a beautiful place to hang yeah, out. Like Northern amazing. California might be one of the best places in the world. It's like my dream place to live. Yeah. I can't afford it unless obviously, no one can. You know, yeah. No one can because Fifty-four percent of your income goes to something that <laughs> to something. never gets fixed. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's, just, it's so weird. Yeah, that that whole I, I worry about a state like that because that that state's going to go bankrupt. It's if it's well, it probably already is. Well, and I think that all harkens back to that conversation that we had earlier. It's like what is what does life look like once all of these things just start to fall apart? And it's like we kind of hit pause on it for a little bit, but like yeah, yeah like now you're not going to have people to interact with at Chipotle. You're not going to have these public service things. Like you know, it's just I think our life's going to look a lot different in ten years with how people. Just yeah. society is acclimating to just their own bubbles of where they we, live. We know? need to figure out what to do with middle America. Yeah. Because people are like, oh, my God. They're like, we have this many people, this many people. I'm like, we're le like not using like 25 states. Yeah, absolutely. Like legitimately, we have states that have like 20,000 people in yeah, it. Yeah. We're just not 40 using 40 million them. people in California. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they're all know? living in like one county. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yet we have... You know, Montana, mm -hmm. and I'm just like, that place is beautiful. You tell me we can't figure out to do anything other than go hiking there? Yeah. There's got to be something else we can do there. Yeah. So I'm not – I hear the, the the population. I understand it, but it's not actually uh, – we have a population problem because everyone wants to live in three places. Yeah, absolutely. It's not, it's not because yeah, like we, we don't want to have room. Room. Worried, but we, can't. we have plenty <laughs> yeah, of room. Exactly. We're all just like, yeah, but I don't want to go to Missouri. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm going to be the first one to move to Missouri. Yeah. But eventually, we're all going to have to get together and be like, all right, we're some of us are going to have to go start – you know, whatever, a fucking Chipotle in, yeah, in Missouri. Exactly. <laughs> You're so, just going to have to go do who's it. Who's going to do it? Okay? It worked on Ozark. Who's going to do yes, it? Yes, <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah, I mean, and that's really... where I think we are in Cleveland because we, we know what we got here. Oh, and yeah. so, you know, do I have aspirations of someday living in Northern California beyond my means that I have now? Oh, yeah, of course. People of course. go, could you imagine? I go, yes. I can't imagine yeah, that. It's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, with with our natural resources and our access to the lake and all that stuff, like our yeah. metro parks, like, 
we got it pretty bomb here, and oh, that's I'm, where I'm, I'm like, I'm discouraging I'm okay people. that people are not coming I'm discouraging here. people. Yeah, we're good. Like, what's that like about us? Yeah. Fucking cold, man. Oh, it's horrible. It I is so cold, come. so cold. A lot yeah. of murder. Yeah, tons murder of murder. Murder and cold. Gray skies and murder. Don't yeah, a lot here. of murders, a lot of cold. <laughs> we don't even really have summer anymore. Yeah. And just... we can't go outside because all the murders. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, in my mind, I was like, no, it's fucking great here. Well, I'm then, glad yeah. no one's coming here. And I have friends that'll come, you know, from all over, and they will be like so obsessed with Cleveland, just doing. Oh, yeah. what we do on a day-to-day and they're like I don't know there's just something about the people in this place and how they interact with you and all that it's just a very cool vibe it's uh it's I also I love all the and, and especially over the last like probably like 20 episodes I've really kind of gotten more into the different businesses here and yeah. the way that the mentality not all of them some of them mm-hmm. really suck sure but when I think about like the jukeboxes the flight Cleveland's, yes. the LBM's the cloak yep. and daggers like yes. these there are they're all just like hey man there is room for all of us yes. here. They promote each other. Yes. They support each other. Mm-hmm. I remember being in, uh, and this is how I discovered some of these places. I remember being in LBM, and uh, we were going to go to dinner, and uh, like, do you want to eat? Like, no, we're going to get a drink, and then maybe go somewhere to go to dinner. And he's like, you know where you should go? Toast. Yeah. And he's like, and he's telling yeah. us, he's like, one of the best places in the city. Yep. And I'm like, it's kind of amazing that you're, yes. you're you're pushing. He's like, I know one of the guys, like, it's awesome. And that we don't have that pretension of competition here. Nah, and nah. that, I think, is so cool. To your point, there's a few establishments, obviously, that do. But that's why I love being having my business in Gordon Square. It's insane. Like, with, with Black Hat and Flight and Happy Dog and Astoria uh, and, like, you know, Lux and, and all of those places. It's just... Just naming all my favorites. Yeah, yeah, and everybody's, like, cheering each other on. But yeah. to your point, then I'm telling people, like, yeah, you can go grab a drink at LBM, but you better also eat there because their food's insane. It's like great. you gotta like and then go over to Harlow's and grab a slice there and like the best. You know, like those types of things is what I think is exciting about us. And you can always tell people that um are kind of like fair weather Clevelanders that come in from the suburbs, mm-hmm. you know, once every six months or something, because they'll be going to God knows where. And you're like, why? Or you know, I shouldn't say anything against like Great Lakes, but they're like, oh, we went to Great Lakes because we went down to Cleveland. And I'm like, it's a, Great Lakes is great, but we have I, like amazing place, breweries. I, I, and places I get around, it. I do. You know? I, so I understand the Great Lakes is the one that everyone knows. I yeah. get that. Like everyone knows that. Same thing with like platform. I understand it, but I'm yeah. just like. I'm not saying because honestly, I love Great Lakes beer, but I never really enjoyed going to Great Lakes. Yeah. I like their beer, but there was just nothing outside of just kind of maybe having a beer at that bar. Yeah, and like in the summertime when the outside's all open, yeah. I like that. But no, I'm like no, you you got to go to Noble Beast, you got to mm-hmm. go to Forest City, you got to go to. There's terrestrial. so many people doing interesting things yeah. here. It's amazing, you know. Like I mean, I, we we always think about and then like adapting how Masons now does like ramen in the winters, like when oh, yeah. their ice cream in, it's just like. Knowing that, yeah, you probably would never know that if they weren't written up in an article that you saw on Facebook every five minutes. But like, that's one of our favorite places to go do that because you can get amazing ice cream in the summer and then go get ramen. And, you know, and people acclimate and cheer each other yeah, on and, I, uh, and recommend. I really kind of pride myself in being able to know <clears throat> when someone asks me where they should go for something, yeah. like where to go. Yeah, like wings. I'm like, okay, you got to go here. Pizza. I'm like. You got a couple options because there's some really good ones. Yeah. You got to go to one of these three. You got to go to El Rion. You got to go to Harlow. Yes. You know, you want wings. Weirdly enough, one of my favorites, you got to go to Woodstock in Lakewood. Yeah. It's so good. Totally. You're the second person this week that has said that. I've never had their wings there, but. I honestly, I went there for the first time like six months ago. Yeah. I've been here for years. <laughs> yeah. And I was just walked by. I'm like, nah, I don't want to go there. And my buddy's like, no, you you got to go there. Yeah. We had the wings. I'm like, 
I think those are the best ones I've and had. And some of just the hole-in-the-wall places. You know, there's just... I think we're, we are such a unique space because socioeconomically where we're at, like, we can have all these things coexist. You can have 60-year-old oh, yeah. restaurants that are hole-in-the-walls that have epic food um, next to kind of these new wave places where, you know, 30-somethings have created a new experience for people. Sure. Oh, yeah. No, you, know? you, you can't. And it has... It has such a great mix of just that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you want to go somewhere really, really nice. This has a great patio. You know, you go to you know Collision Bend. The, the patio is beautiful yeah. in the summertime. But you know what? You're also right by Brick and Barrel, which yeah. is an awesome place. I love Brick and Barrel. Yeah. I love Brick and Barrel. Uh-huh. I could spend an entire day there. Absolutely. Just, I just love it there. You yeah. know, but like, and those are just completely different. Yeah. When someone's like patios, I'm like, here are the five that I like. You know, yeah. I I feel like I have to know those things when someone comes in town. Absolutely. There's not this I think like important. I think true Clevelanders and we really I think everybody in their respective neighborhoods hopefully feel like this. It's like, there's no excuse to phone it in anymore. Like, if you're spending no. every day going to Chipotle to get all your food, it's like, well, dude, that's on you. Like, we've got La Plaza down the street or what all, any of these different places where it's like, yeah. you know, there is there is cultural experiences that are unique to Cleveland that are happening right now that you have to take notice of and not just phone it in to just check boxes of what other people on Instagram are telling you to go eat, you know, like. Yeah, and you, that's funny, yeah, that's <laughs> Uh, that Cleveland scene thing came out. It's like the best of. Oh yeah, I heard you got number four. Us yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, fourth, and it was awesome. I was like, you know, there's so many on there that I was like, oh, that's great. Yeah, I do. I love totally. that place. You yeah. know, I love Black Hat. I'm yeah. glad they got nominated. Oh, my God, I love Black you know, Hat. I, yeah, yeah that Ryan's awesome. Yeah, right? that's just, where I go to. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then I saw a couple other ones on there. Like, what the hell? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's just someone who has not ventured out into their own neighborhood. Totally. Their own city. Yes. Absolutely. No, I, it's, I can't I love remember being a part of that. I can't remember one. It was infuriating. I really, I, it was something like that, like the wings or something. Oh, I, no, I'll say it. I don't know. Yeah. The uh, there was like best wings, or like rush in. I've been there two or three times. Yeah. I don't get it, man. <laughs> I feel like I can make those at home, like sure. through microwave. Yeah. Like they weren't good. They might have been made in the microwave. But I was like, I shouldn't say that Russian. I don't know. The first, <laughs> but the first time I went there, I was like, been hearing about this a lot. Yeah. It's on all these lists. Excited. I'm like eating one. I'm like, these aren't very good. Yeah. But whatever, it is what it is. But the first I, I and just, last time I was there was 16, and where I had my first cigarette, actually, Newport Newport 100. Wow, came out swinging, the back, huh? From the Beck Center, yeah. First cigarette, in you came out theater rehearsals with a Newport 100. <laughs> a Newport 100. <laughs> At the Russian, indoors, of course. Uh, because that indoors? Was, oh, yeah, those were the days. <laughs> I thought you had to go to Bobby O's to do that. Oh, my gosh. No, it's Yeah, it's uh, it's so hilarious. But no, I love, I love Cleveland. It's been such a special place for me, because I had that experience in Chicago, so I had to like acclimate to what our version of was that was, and even in the last ten years, I mean, the leaps and bounds of like awesome business owners mm. that are really kind of just carving out their own niche of what they like to do, I think is the coolest thing. And I always tell people and encourage people, I'm like, go start more. We need more things. And why not us? Why not us be the people that do that and carve out something that wasn't there before? You know? Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, it's the and every time I. Because we were talking about like that funny bus, like oh, it's a it's a Cleveland yeah. thing. It's something like Cleveland. Every time I go to a city, I'm like, one of these would kill in Cleveland. Yeah, because it's a it's a you see something that's like a personality trail. Yeah, it's like I remember being in Savannah. We went to this place called uh, Twin Oast, Twin Oats, something like that. Yeah, it was a brewery, but it was a house, and every room in the house was just you know with chairs, and it was like a different theme. And Super we were cool. in the vinyl room. Yeah. I'm like, this is so awesome. Yeah. I'm like, if this was in Lakewood, I'd go here every week. Yeah. Like, but that's it. I, I see those things. I'm like, 
that'd be a cool Cleveland thing. Yep. Or someone would be like, we should have one of these in Cleveland. I'm like, no, I don't think that would work. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think we like that. <laughs> or it's just like, I think people that complain say we don't have anything. And it's like, well, what are you doing about that's, it? You know, that's it's like, that, that's bonkers yeah, to me. That someone's like, there's just nothing to do here. I'm like, yeah. then I don't know where, where do you live? Yeah. The city ain't that big. No, I know. You, yep. you, I mean, you drive by most of this stuff all the time. Yeah. Some, some great, I mean, just in Lakewood, like we're, you're talking about like, you know, people that go to Chipotle. Yeah. There are five great Mexican places. Absolutely. Within a mile of here. Uh-huh. I mean, it's, how do you. And How do you no no disrespect? I hope the Chipotle stays open and all yeah. that, but I don't know why anybody would go there if they could, you know, go to La Plaza or yep. if they could go to El Tango or something like that. Well, and it's I even mean, like the plight. I mean, this is sort of almost interesting with Cleveland. Is you talked about like downtown. Yeah. Like I literally never go downtown because I the neighborhoods surrounding are so yeah. rich in like what I want to do. Yeah. But then the people that live downtown like don't venture out, and they're like, oh, you know. I don't know, but it, it's just so funny to me because I don't know if there's many places in the world that, like, the downtown itself is its own little ecosystem that, like, pe- us, who I feel like are really kind of changing the city and changing the landscape and changing the environment, I don't know. I never engage with downtown. You and know, I'm I, five we, feet away. We, we don't yeah. really either. Um, we do sometimes. I mean, when we do, we're like, oh, you know what? There is stuff. Like, we do. I, we were at Noble Beast on Friday. Sure. I love that yeah, place. Yeah, Noble Beast is great. Uh, Bet's downtown. I love that yeah, place. Yeah, I still you know? been. Oh, it's yeah, yeah. I really like that place a lot. Yeah, there's some stuff down there that I really like, but it's just for us, it's like we between here and Tremont and Gordon Square, we don't really need to go that know, far. And yeah. there's 50 amazing places. Yeah, and all different. Absolutely. You know, we just had a new Italian place and an Indian place open here. Yep. You know, I just there's just so much. It's just anyone, whatever. Next time. <laughs> next, next time I- someone's like there's nothing to do in the city, just send them a message like tag me in it, and I'm like, yeah, perfect. Like Joe, here's one. So there's nothing to do here. I'm Either like, that, I'll just you say doing? you're right, and I'll just send them the menu to like Applebee's. Yeah, in, you're in right. Westlake, just yeah. like here, yeah. go there. <laughs> the Applebee's. <laughs> as for Brett, yeah, as for Brett, he'll really, look you up. he'll he'll put you in his section. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, like, with uh, where do you want to take? Like Gordon Green, like what? What do you want to do with it? Yeah, I, or do you, you want know, to expand another one? Yeah, like, what do you want to do? It's so funny you ask that. We just had this conversation with our leadership group because it's it's me and actually a few friends that I've known for years that we're all West Siders and we all kind of saw this vision, so we put this together and, um, you know, just kind of people that I think love the fact that we've laid roots here in West Side of Cleveland and and when we started to conceive almost in reverse our vision statement for the company is okay well what do we do with this do we take this to columbus do we take this to cincinnati do we open one on the east side and through conversations we really just like realize that the magic of what we're creating is hyper local yeah it is right in our community that we're all engaged in i'm in black cat i'm in flat in a flight all the time i'm in all these different places that are like um, enriching the community and we are becoming sort of a larger gathering hub of that. So now people are, you know, I'm having 300 people a weekend, if not more, coming every weekend at this corner of Detroit and 54th and really filling that neighborhood with a lot of energy. And what what we sort of realized is like, I don't know if I want to create this anywhere else. I don't know if we could create this anywhere else because I don't think it would have the same... Um, knowledge 
that we have when we created this space. We knew uh, that this was the right moment at the right spot with the right energy in the right side of town. That's you know? true. You would have to have almost like a, a like a local a, like a local concierge. Yeah, absolutely. You'd you know, have to build it unique to itself. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned obviously everyone knows that Columbus is a great yeah. city. Cincinnati's an underrated one. I, so I, cool. We go down there probably once because I have my old college roommate lives there, and I have a blast every time yes. we go down there. But it's got a similar vibe that I think that Cleveland does. Mm-hmm. It's not. Not an overpoweringly huge city, nope. but I think, but there's again, it, it, there's some gems there. Where every time I'm like, this yes, this is great, and I couldn't agree more. We love Cincinnati. We yeah. think the same way, and it's you know what I think they know is you don't see a lot of transplant companies from Cincinnati dropping themselves in Cleveland. Mm. And, and and vice versa. And, you know, we see that with, like, Columbus. I mean, you kind of saw that with, like, what Platform did and opened up there. And now there's Town Hall there. And just some places that, like, aren't translating to other locations and some places that are. Yeah. Not to say that we couldn't open an amazing venue in, in Columbus, you know, and start something awesome there. But what I love is almost layering this experience for Gordon. So Gordon, in in our minds, is going to take on a much more lifestyle brand as far as, you know, are we interacting with lodging? Are we interacting with hospitality? Are we interacting with planning? Or, um, you know, what other touch points do we get to interact with in people's lives? You know, the weddings are almost like our open door to generations of people that we might be able to interact with for years. See, and that, that you know, it's funny you say that. And now's the part of the show where I start pitching you my ideas. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, you mentioned there's like the, 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 the party planning aspect mm-hmm. of it. Like, you know, cause you know, these times, any times, there's always going to be people that just don't have budgets. For Absolutely. Certain things. But yeah. if like, look, we kind of want to do this maybe in my friends, like they got a really big yard, like yeah. a big, fr- like, uh, I don't know if you've ever been to a wedding, like in a barn. Yeah, of course. It's their, yeah. Like, why were people not doing this 50 years <laughs> yeah. ago? It's so much fun. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. Like, like getting into, like, what about getting into something like that where you're like, so I know that you don't want to do it at court, but maybe we can offer services where we help set up. or we, we help We help you kind of make, take the Gordon Green experience, but in your budget. Not everyone yeah. can, like, we can't change the size of our facilities, yeah. but we can help you. With something like that. Well, and you know, two years ago, three years ago, gosh, when I conceived this concept, in all honesty, it was, again, to provide something on the west side of Cleveland, it was hyper-focused. I was able to use my experience of 15 years in the industry to be able to put something to paper that people wanted to get behind, which was great. Um, But I would say when I really got this going, it was with the intention of like creating something and then almost just standing back and letting it be what it was going to be. Sure. And letting people fill in with it and letting caterers, because I was a caterer. I, I saw what that world was. You plug and play different events and it's burn and churn. Well, what I saw kind of pre-COVID and then especially post is that people's mentality has changed. They want, they want a fully turnkey service. They want somebody that is their friend, that is invested emotionally with them, somebody that is um, forward-thinking but has their back. And I think we're seeing that with a lot of different places where people are throwing their allegiance behind, you know, whether businesses, because we all wear them on our shirts now. We uh, have them in our homes. We have branded things everywhere because sure. we throw our weight behind something that is meaningful to us. And and I've realized now that where I thought, okay, we're going to stand back from this operation and people are going to make it what they're going to make it. Now our clients, they want us in there with them. They want us in the yeah. trenches. So I think we are 
going to inherently have to start planning services or detailing services or um, kind of consulting because that's where our clients are going. Yeah. You know? Again, back to the, the customizable. Yep. You know, maybe they'll be like, I, yeah, I, I, very, I get that. And I also understand what you mean about you kind of just – it's almost like you, you're when you're, you stand back just to kind of let it kind of happen yeah. itself because you don't – Sometimes it feels like a lot of people that I've talked to, they're starting, you, they almost don't even, they know what they want, but sometimes they're not sure until it's actually happening in front of them. Yeah. Well, and that, that story was even really true to me opening yeah. this business. I, I thought I wanted something to parlay my experience into ownership and to, to build something unique that I had never done before. And then honestly, like move on to the next thing. And what I've really found in this last two years was like, shit, this, this energy I'm putting into this space is growing in such a way that I can't help but feel emotionally attached to it and ingrained in it. But honestly, that was a surprise to me. I didn't think that I was going to feel as connected to it as I do now. And now that my brain is unleashing into like, okay, well, do we focus on hospitality lodgings that, you know, if you're coming in and doing a wedding, we're taking care of grandma and she's staying here and your friends are right here and this is where you guys get ready. And, you know, all of those different arms where we can say, hey, Gordon Green is more of a brand that embraces you and carries you through this whole experience as opposed to just the place you show up the night of your wedding and get married, you know? That's a a, a very, very good, that all-encompassing kind of one-stop shop for lack of a better term, but I mean... People like that, you know. And it, again, and it evolved. It wasn't my original. Or plan. at the very least, we we're just like, here are our recommendations. Yeah, so we have we have kind of partnerships with these guys. Yeah, they want to check these out. These are good. These are good recommendations. But you do what you want. Yeah, it's and, still your and day. And that's definitely where I. That's my comfort zone, yeah. right? Because people can tell very genuinely with me if I'm into something or if I'm not. But it's because I'm always back in people that I believe in. And it's like, sure. you guys have to be going across the street to get your haircut. You have to be calling this planner because they will absolutely take care of you. You know, like those things are I'm always trying to put my personal experiences in front of clients who are an uneducated client, right? Like they all come to me and this is the first time they've planned a wedding. So oh, yeah, um, yeah. all of my clients. Yeah, God forbid. I hope you haven't planned several. Do- <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. If you don't have a lot of kids and you're planning several, yeah. I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I get a couple of those. Um, but yeah, so it, it's cool. It's cool to see how it's morphed. And I think if anything, this time unleashed, the possibilities are endless when it comes to interacting with our brand in the future. That Yeah, I... It's yeah. It, it's so hard to even I think plan things like that. It's just it's I don't know because you don't know what's gonna happen. No. You don't know. No one knew twenty twenty yeah. was gonna happen. Yeah. You know you you almost it's you you have to have like a one or a two or a five year plan, but yeah. it also has to be a very flexible plan for sure. Because you don't know what the landscape's gonna be like, what the customer base is gonna be like, what the mentality is gonna be like. Exactly. I mean, it's just something you may just have to shift into different types of events outside yeah. of weddings. You know, it's it's. It's it's an ever changing. I think people that aren't experienced are, are going to look at, and myself included, yeah. are going to say, "I mean, it's an event space. It's this, but it's it's way more than that. It's, yeah. That that is an ever evolving industry that is literally. I'm comfortable saying billions, billions yeah. of dollars a year. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it it. You know, I would I keep going back and forth on this if I'm being naive about this or not. You know, with. Uh, cryptocurrency and the metaverse and all of these different virtual digital platforms that are going to become so prevalent even more so in our lives now you know in the future part of me is like am i am i naive to think that there is still going to always be as long as humanity's around this 
this necessary need for places to gather, you know, and, and looking after last year, I don't know, you, some could argue that, no, we don't ever really need to ever connect with humans again, because look at how well we were able to sufficiently burn through, but the event industry is a great testimonial of what happens after those moments of condensed, like, alone time where people now are like, give me the fuck out of the house. I want to be in a crowd with 300 people and a little oh, bit yeah. of stranger danger. Like, yeah. that is... And so my my mind, when it comes to investments in the future for me personally, is like, well, I think that, you know, investments in spaces and in your communities is just as forward-thinking as digital experiences because people are going to need to celebrate moments of their life and they have to do it somewhere, you know? Yeah, and, and, and people don't want to celebrate. I mean, no. As much as we all loved and joked around about yeah. Zoom calls, you can't do you know, important events over Zoom. No, you just can't, you you can't know, there, do it. There, 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 I think there will always be a call for that. Absolutely. Celebration, wedding, birthday, anything. Yeah. There's always going to be... A, a need for that. Yeah. You know, I mean, and so how do we blend those together? You know, how do we blend sort of the digital future with how people entertain now? And I think that's what excites me when I start thinking about where this can go is like, who knows how people will experience Gordon Green in the future? Um, right now, it's in this physical space that people really love. Maybe it will be digital at some point, or maybe it'll be a blend of the two, but we're kind of writing that future right now, which is pretty cool. Yeah, we're writing it, and we're writing it slow because yeah. we don't want to have anything written in paper that we can't erase. And <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. we don't know. <laughs> yeah, whenever we get those time hops of what we wrote on Facebook 15 years oh, ago. Oh, shit. Like, like last year, I mean, we joked around this with a bunch of people, but like last year, man, April, April 3rd uh -huh. of last year, I was like, I don't think we're ever leaving this fucking house no. again. Spraying our groceries with Lysol. Yeah, turns out uh -huh. that was bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also that was made all the, wrong. Also made the food taste bad. <laughs> but like you know, you know, we were sitting. I mean, I was sitting at home. And I was like, I don't know. Like going outside was it was like twenty eight days later. Yeah. Where I felt. Yeah. I, I felt like I. It's crazy. I shouldn't be out here. I shouldn't yeah. be out here. Just because all all that was being beaten into my head was all this stuff that I'm still not even sure if it was true. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know. Well, but and, you know, we were talking to our friends, and actually just today, we talked to one of our friends in New York, and he was saying something about a wedding he's going to in a couple months. And he goes, yeah, but, you know, with COVID, I don't know how it's going to be. And I go, well, come to Ohio. I'm doing 300-person weddings every other night. And there is, We got like, over it. <laughs> yeah, everybody was everybody was fine. But it, it is crazy when you think about Ge or geographically how people's experiences are different. Like, I don't mind being in a huge crowd of people, but a lot of people are still really triggered by that. And it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is. Uh, just being out, I mean, even around here, like, uh, you know, I'd still just... Not Lear, but I mean, if someone's like, got to wear a mask, got to be vaccinated, I'm like, I don't really care. Yeah. I'm like, that's cool. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I have a mask and I've been vaccinated. We have our yes, cards. Yes, we've been through the- It's your business. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and be like, I was an American. Shut up. Yeah. Like that's, th that argument doesn't make any sense yeah. because they have the same right to deny anyone business. It's yeah. It's literally written on every single restaurant wall. Yeah. Ever since restaurants have been, been been a thing, that sign has existed. Absolutely. And we, you know, really had to, right in the beginning of it all, really decide as a company, like, well, what the fuck do we do? Yeah. Unprecedented times to its core. And, like, how do we navigate this? We ended up putting in protocols in place well before the state did because we had to give our clients an answer of what was going to happen and we were getting no guidance the event guidance was like no one knew absurdly yeah, vague um and best judgment yeah like, right that's the kind of guidance yeah and, and you know, i i know that's not easy i'm not trying to cut anybody down but, but that no one knew anything knew. but we're all just like 
you have to tell us something. Yes, exactly. Like you, even if it tells bad news. Yeah. But it can't be we don't know. I need to hear 100%. this is what it is, and you just can't – no event – you can't have in-person events until yeah. right now, June. Yes. Like, tell me that. I'm not saying I'm going to like it, sure. but you can't tell me, we don't really know. Yeah. Like, I feel the like it's like, it goes back to the California tax thing. Like, what have you been doing yeah. the whole time? So then put yourself in a position where I'm working a year and a half ahead. Yeah. So I'm having people call me for, you know, this September being like, well, what do I do last year? And I'm going to be like, I don't, we're all, we're all playing it day by day. I have no yeah. idea. This is what we're doing right now. This is what we're putting in place. And then flash forward a year, I think we felt really good going into this year to be like, hey, there's no mandates on us and what we have to do right now. And the way we look at it is we have mass vaccinations available. People understand how to wear a mask. People understand, you know, uh, social distancing. We are selling private experiences. If your guests have an issue coming into a 300-person wedding without a mask on, then put a mask on. Like, I yeah, don't – uh, but I'm not going to go up to grandma on the dance floor and tell her to put her mask on when she doesn't give a shit and she's 95 years old. Like, I 100% I'm agree. Sorry. I'm like, here are <laughs> no. our rules, but it is yes. still your event. Yes. You know, and it's your, your event. We to, don't know these people. I don't know them. Yeah, I don't so. know what their background is. I don't know what their beliefs are. I don't really care. Yeah, and the I, staff I, can put masks on if they're more comfortable there yeah. and keep their distance. That's yeah. how we're going to operate this, you yeah. know? Yeah, you know, and, and that's and that's, it's still kind of dicey. You know, it's, it's you know, people don't, again, just don't know. I mean, there are some that are like, like again, the extremes of, you know, they're, they're like, max, you know, I'm not wearing a mask vaccination. stupid. I, I'm not, again, I'm not going to get into... That's your yeah, of course. I've been vaccinated. I'm fine with that. Yeah. It's fine. I didn't really care. Yeah. Um. Though, I, I, both sides of that. So, like, obviously, the, the the goofy people that are claiming that they have the right to come in anywhere without a mask. Yeah. That's absurd. But then, like on Saturday, I saw some woman walking down the street by herself outside with a mask on. I'm like, I feel like you've done no research. <laughs> you've done as much research as that other ding dong. Yeah. Like outside's exactly where you want to be, sure. truthfully, and the that's fine. But if, whatever, what are you, whatever you're comfortable with, I don't care. Yeah. If you're talking to me outside, ten feet away with a mask on, I don't care. And it is. It's got to be like if you are surrounding yourself with anybody, and it's like whatever you guys are comfortable with in your own proximity. That's what you have to be yeah. on the side on. Like I don't care. Yeah. yeah. That's your that's your thing. You know. But yeah, the uh, well, anyway, I, I'm I'm glad that's getting better you know for sure it is funny because we're uh it's funny you say like come to ohio we're doing 300 person events <laughs> yeah it is weird you know the it, way that some is. of those have, have yeah. kind of you know some of them are just uh you know I, I understand like places like new york it's so congested it's not sure. it's not the same but it's it's it is funny how uh you know it just kind of just kind of took off like around like June, everyone's like, "Fuck it, it never happened." Well, and that's you know, and and that's where I think we, I at least try to understand like my privileged bubble of even how I'm experiencing this in Ohio is because like people in New York might be getting how we felt a year ago with just like God knows what every two seconds will hold, and best, it's like uh, I don't best know. way that's like when, when you to, to really, really put it in perspective too because this was uh, I work with a lot of like IT guys that are in India and they're really really nice guys. And uh, I don't think they got the first COVID shot till July. Yeah. Yeah. Like those guys were inside. I mean, yeah. th these guys, like this guy was in, you know, New Delhi, which is, you know, New York and India. Mm -hmm. He's in his apartment for 14 months. Yes. Yes. When got groceries once a week, that was it. He was in his apartment for 14 months. Yes. You want to talk about like, you know, the brink of madness. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was losing my mind 
like here, where I would like t- where I was taking my dogs for walk yeah, every day. Totally. Can you imagine like just staying in this room for fourteen oh, months? I know. Every once in a while, going out, and getting bread, and then coming back in for fourteen I know. months. And we haven't had enough time to like see how that impacts, you know. Yeah. And that's kind of the crazy thing. I think that's what makes it even crazier when I allow myself to think about how events have normalized even this whole year because it really it's been this whole year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And how there's still, I mean, every day there's 300 people in our space that have different experiences and coming to it with probably different anxieties. It's just, oh, yeah. I don't know, it's yeah. so wild. It's, uh, we have another year of this. Yeah. We do. We have another. It's just, it's too much of a, a I, th- I mean, at this point, it's kind of just like, at this point, it's just a really good ratings thing that we love talking and arguing sure, about. yeah. You know, like... The, it's going to be a part of our lives for a long time. Yeah. yeah. I think the, 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 the medical aspect up. of this is yeah. not something I hear too much of. I hear... The political version of it every yeah. day. Oh, of course, <laughs> every yeah. day. And that's you know, it that's where it's crazy in my world because yours more than probably most. Yeah, it's yeah. just there's there's so many conversations, preemptive conversations about something that's a distance away, and so this is like always a narrative that's just getting folded in no matter what about how people interact, how people entertain, how people experience it, and um, well, that's your you ability know. when going back to that. What that person in your class? Yeah, your exactly. your, your ability. Yeah, that's that's probably really because I would not be able to. Yeah. I, I honestly, I would I would lose my mind. Yeah, I would lose my mind if every single day because there's no way that that you're going to encounter someone who's unruly or just doesn't understand or is like, well, that shouldn't be your policy. I'm like, yeah, yeah but keyword is my policy. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people have opinions of your businesses. It's amazing. <laughs> it truly is, and that's something that. I know you can kind of get through. Yeah. I, I would, I would have a breaking point. Yeah, where I'd be like, don't fucking come, man. Sure. You know what? So what? Yeah. Go to your car. Yeah. Go to your car. Wear your mask in your car. Don't yeah. wear your mask in your car. Just go to your fucking car. <laughs> I can't deal with you anymore. Like that's yeah. again. That's I would, I would, to an extent, I can do that. Yeah. I haven't asked you this, and I'm sorry, and I should have. The the name Gordon Green. Yeah. Where does it come from? So Gordon Green is in Gordon Square. So that was part of it. I did kind of just take that name. But but yeah, Gordon Green is in Gordon Square and then Green being like a gathering space. In all honesty, we were actually at flight when we came up with that name. We were really toiling with stuff back and forth. We kind of had like little pseudo names for the whole project as we were building it. And it was one of the later things that came into play of of actually naming the space. Um, And... Yeah, I just I think it really surmises what we were trying to do. It was like a neighborhood-focused community space, something that felt like the West Side gathers here. You know, that's okay. really what I wanted it all to feel like. Um, alliteration helps, so the GGs work really nicely. Yeah, um, look cool for like a logo too. Yeah, I was a huge Gucci fan my whole life, and so I I went it, right it, there. You can make yeah, a, but a you golden know, so, green belt buckle. Yeah, and, <laughs> but it was so weird. It wasn't until after the fact, like we got through all of logoing, that I literally was like, I now own a company that's GG, which is kind of hilarious. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it, it it's been awesome, you know. And now I feel like I've been. I built a whole brand around a logo, realistically, in my in my dream and my partner's dreams of, of what we envisioned for the space and how I was able to sell it. Now we're 60 events in and people understand that, you know, I walk the talk in the sense of what I promise them is what we'll create. Um, and that's where I think it's exciting now because I really feel like almost just the end of year one is like... Now the really jumping off point because this sure. this business can go anywhere now, you know, because people people trust us now to know that we're looking out for them, that what we created is really special, um, and that 
any other touch point is going to be focused around this community hub that we've built, you know? Well, I mean, I've, again, from the people that know you, uh, I mean, they, 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 I will say they speak very highly of you. Thanks. Um, Lindsay was, uh, you were the first person that Lindsay said that I should talk to. And I was yeah. like, hey, if you know anyone, you think it'd be good. She goes, yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, it's, sometimes it's tough. You yeah. Know, it, it's tough because, you know, and this is me and Brian were telling her, like, some people, like, you know, it sounds like they're going to be good. But sometimes it takes them, like, 20 minutes to yeah, come out of the shell. Up, or yeah. maybe they're they're a little nervous. She's like, yeah, you're not got that problem. He'll yeah. <laughs> beginning to end. He'll be fine. <laughs> and Lindsay, then she, whose then house I'm going over to in the morning to uh, sage her new home. There you go. Uh, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> knock like, yeah, out the Jacob, bad no, no, trust me. He talks all day long. He'll be just fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I really appreciate you coming, man. No, this was I, so I great. do. Thanks. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. You know, this is a... Uh, I'm sorry you didn't get to meet Brian, but uh, you could have met him. You just couldn't have heard him. Yeah. Because uh, his voice we is We should gone. just, like, retroactively go back and implant some of his jokes. Like, maybe, I will. I'll just edit him. If he has, like, a commentary of this. Of the It'll just be, like, little overdubs of him going, totally. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just a soundboard. You're That's just so funny. <laughs> Stuff like that. But, uh, but no, we'll... Uh, um, Actually, maybe you can come. Uh, we're, I'll talk to you about it in a sec. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, thank you again. Where can everybody find find uh, find your stuff? So the best hub always is Instagram, Gordon yeah. Green Events on Instagram, um, and then gordongreenevents.com. We have a Christmas tree farm coming up in a couple weeks, which is going to be really fun. We're doing a whole pop-up in our courtyard for two weeks in December, um, selling a Christmas li- trees. Live Christmas trees? Yeah, live Christmas trees. They we deliver them Let local. Us, yeah. uh, so we'll, we'll be there. We yeah, need a tree. Clean we need Trees, a, tree. a really cool company. Um, we have awesome holiday parties coming up. A lot of original programming next year. So a lot of cool ways to interact with us and people can see our calendar right on our website. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, well, thanks again for coming in. It was really nice meeting you. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I I love the success you had. That that really is cool. And, uh, you know, people that I've talked to, everyone gets stressed out at their job. Mm -hmm. But I've always thought that the people that like their job get stressed out more because they like their job. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's more of a... If I lose my job tomorrow, I just start looking for another job. If yeah. you lose your job tomorrow, which you won't, don't worry. Yeah, thanks. But, <laughs> but it's finding another thing that really kind of gets you up and drives you every single yeah. day. And uh, me and Andre not from Fox, we, we were talking about that a lot. Because yeah. he's like, I have the coolest job in the world. And it's so stressful. Yes. Because you're like, how is this my job? Yeah. I'm sitting on the Indians field talking to Indians players about a sport that I've loved since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It adds stress. So I... I I, you're handling it very, very well. Um, Thanks. And uh, I'm glad you're showing success, man. I really am. I see a lot of other really, really good things for you, man. Thank I was really, you I was so really much. glad you were able to come in. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks again. Yeah.